Hey, everyone. Welcome to College Admissions Insider, the podcast where we talk to real college admissions counselors to talk about all things college search. I'm Brian Wendell from Bucknell University. And I'm Brooke Timms, also from Bucknell University. In each episode of our show, Brian and I take a deep dive into one important element of the college application process, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less, so we better get started. This episode is all about gap years, which are those year-long breaks taken between the end of high school and the start of college. And there are dozens of reasons why students might choose to take a gap year, whether that's travel or to find a job or an internship or even complete volunteer or service work. That's right. And in recent years, we've seen about 3% to 5% of students take a gap year after high school. And at Bucknell, that number is about 1% of each incoming class. But what are the pros and cons of taking that year away? How do you apply for a gap year deferral if you've already gotten into college? And what should students keep in mind before and during that gap year? Right. And Brooke and I don't have all those answers, but we absolutely know someone who does. So today's guest is Kristen Morrow, Assistant Director of Admissions at Bucknell with territories in the Midwest and Northeast. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully together we can shed some light on the prospect of taking a gap year so that students and families can consider all the angles. Yeah. So to start off, Kristen, can you walk us through some of the reasons why a student would want to take a gap year? Sure. There are several reasons, and they are all quite different depending on individual circumstances. Sometimes a student has a great opportunity to invest in an interest of theirs and dig deeper through an opportunity granted them, which may be non-academic, like backpacking, outdoor wilderness training, training for the Olympics, or some other competition. Many times the time is now to train for that and try for a spot to compete because of the momentum. So to wait four years to finish college would destroy that momentum. I knew of a student who had the opportunity to tour with a symphonic band in Europe for the school year, which is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and he took it. Another reason is a student may have an opportunity for an internship or an apprenticeship or an intensive research opportunity or a volunteer opportunity in their field of interest. Maybe they want to explore through one of these avenues to see if it's what they really want to pursue. I've heard of students wanting to intern with a relative's or family business to decide if this really interests them or not. And it could be that a student is still not sure about their area of study and wants to take a few courses closer to home to further explore academics without the pressure of matriculating on a college campus. And unfortunately for some, it may be because of a sickness, a struggle, or a tragedy or loss in the family. A student might need to work as much as they can because of financial hardship in the family. And they also may need to take some time off to care for a loved one who's sick or maybe needing assistance. And finally, it can be a recharging time. A student is merely burned out from being in school since they were three, four, or five years old. And this year can refresh them and renew their motivation And it can also add a year of maturity, and that helps sometimes with focus and future planning. That's great. And that's a really comprehensive and diverse list of reasons why a student would want to take a gap year. Can we kind of flip that and talk about some of the students for whom a gap year might not be a good idea? Sure. Yeah, actually, what I just said just a minute ago about a reason to take a gap year is really a double-edged sword, as they say. Taking a gap year can cause one to lose momentum. Being in school for that long kind of has you in the groove of taking classes and learning and taking tests. And once you're out of that, you can quickly leave that mojo, that momentum, which could really hurt you in terms of academic performance in college. Also, many courses, especially the math and science courses, 
build on previous years. So you may lose some of that when entering college a year later. It's harder to pull this information out of your long-term memory after taking a break from it. Another point to consider is that all your friends are going on without you. You might feel left behind or left out. So you need to think about how this might make you feel if you do take a gap year. And finally, it's not a good idea to take a gap year if you're just taking time off to relax and kind of wander for a year without any direction. This confuses colleges in terms of your motivation and drive for college. I'm not saying time off to relax is necessarily a bad thing if you really feel it's warranted, but you'd need to have a good explanation for that when applying to college after your gap year. Yeah, gotcha. And speaking of having direction, when it does come to reviewing those applications as an admissions counselor, what's your reaction when you see a gap year on an application? And we've mentioned, you know, some a bunch of different diverse things students can do. And so how do the students' plans during that gap year kind of change your opinion? Mm. I usually don't see an application where the student has intentionally decided on a gap year at the time they file their application. It usually happens after the fact. They've already taken the gap year and they're now applying. When I see that, they've graduated the previous year and they've already taken the gap year, I immediately look for the reason why. Most times students will write an explanation in the additional information section. And I typically anticipate that they've done something really interesting and I'm eager to see how it ties into who they are. And this is an important piece to consider when reading an application. So let's just step back for a moment. When we read an application, we read holistically, and that means we're looking at all of the facets of the application, including both the data points, so the grades, the grade point average, the ranking, that sort of thing. But we're also looking at the non-cognitives, which means all the things that are not data, all the things that make you, you, meaning the essay, the rationale for major, the teacher and counselor recommendations, what you're doing outside of the classroom. So when we read about why you took a gap year, that fills in the gaps for us, pun intended. This helps us understand you, your motivations, your concerns, your goals, your readiness for college. And don't misunderstand, it's not that you have to have accomplished some lofty thing. What is important is that you've taken the time to invest in something that helps to define you. And this gives us a better understanding of what makes you tick. That's great. And when this episode comes out, it's going to be right around the time when students have gotten their decisions from the schools on their list. And some families and students might be contemplating that gap year. So at that point, like you said, they've already gotten in, but maybe they're deciding that this fall they're going to start that gap year. So when do they need to let the school know and what does that process actually look like? So this varies, of course, from college to college. And that's why it is so important to find out from each college to gather all the information before you decide which colleges you're considering. For example, at Bucknell, you have until June 1st to let us know that you want to take a gap year. During the COVID season in 2020, we extended that deadline to July 15th. The student needs to write a statement stating what they're doing with their gap year and why, and then send it to us. And then upon approval, your enrollment deposit simply gets deferred to the following year, and that holds your place in next year's class. So could a Bucknell or could one of these top schools actually say no, like they read that statement and they say, actually, we don't think a gap year is something we're going to agree to? Yes. And again, I'll say that all colleges are different in their policy here, so it's important to check with each college. Bucknell can say no, depending on what it is you're doing during that gap year. 
we want to make sure that you're moving forward in some way, that you're enriching yourself during that time. In the case of sickness or trauma in the family, that's completely understandable. So we'll consider that as a necessary thing. After all, in the big picture, we are really trying to sort out if you're prepared for the academic and co-curricular environment at Bucknell. And I know I can speak for my other colleagues in other admissions offices and different colleges that they also feel the same way. Mm, Gotcha, gotcha. And Kristen, I know you said that a lot of students that you've seen typically tend to decide they want to take a gap year after they've applied. But I'm curious about the instances in which a student in their senior year of high school, you know, knows 100% that they do want to take that gap year. Should they delay that college application or should they go ahead and submit? This question is multifaceted. And I would say, again, it really depends on the student and their situation. If they absolutely know that they want to study what they want to study or what college they want to attend without question, then I would say go ahead and apply. They would then need to know that their admit decision is based not only on their academic performance, but also on their desire to take a gap year and how they intend to use that gap year. If they're admitted, this locks in their spot in the next year's class. And this is a benefit to know that you have that secured and all set. On the other hand, if a student is even somewhat unsure about their intended major or college of choice, they should probably wait to apply. Typically, a gap year brings new experiences. It brings some added maturity. And this helps to inform the student about what they're looking for in a college or university. This added gap year experience can also enhance their college application, especially if it pertains, adds to a student's area of academic interest or substantiates an extracurricular that a student is involved in. Yeah, but they should definitely, you know, leave some space on the application to kind of discuss what they'll, they'll kind of be doing with that gap year. So kind of building off of that, now let's say the gap year is happening, um, the college has approved it. When they're actually in that gap year doing whatever amazing things they're going to do, how do they make the most of it and ensure that they have their college future path in the right place? This is a great question. So let's look first at the big picture. Why are you taking a gap year? This informs everything else. Is it to learn new skills, to volunteer, investigate your fields of interest, see new places, help your family in some way? First of all, I would say to be intentional about your time. Set goals for yourself in your time. A gap year gives you an extra year to apply to colleges. What are some added things you can do with your free time that you might not otherwise do if you were at college? Take a yoga class, learn a new skill, investigate a volunteer opportunity, build into helping someone else who really needs it get some career counseling, sit and learn from people who do the work you think you might want to do. Basically soak up all the information you can get and all the experiences you can do that will build into you and prepare you for the next step, which is college. College and this time in your life comes around once. And while you can always have a do-over at some point in your life, you can't do it over at this time in your life. It's not always the same thing or has the same impact. Take advantage of this time to be intentional and be specific. And I would say be true to yourself in terms of what you need and want, as well as how realistic this is with your circumstances. For example, you may have a passion and intense curiosity about foods all over the world and different cultures. And what would serve you well would be to travel Europe sampling different foods in each culture. But this may not be affordable or realistic for your family. 
Okay, so do your research online and learn how to make these foods in your own kitchen and bring the world to you. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned affordability there. And I imagine throughout this entire process of, of deciding to take a gap year, there's so much about the admissions process that needs to be reevaluated. And I'm curious about financial aid and how should financial aid and a family's overall financial situation kind of factor into this decision? Mm, yes. Many times it has a huge impact on a student's decision. Sometimes the family is experiencing financial hardship, requiring the student to take some time off to work for their gap year. Or the family has more than one or several children in college at the same time and can't handle that financially. There are many, many reasons. When a student decides to take a gap year and has already applied for financial aid, they will know roughly how much it's going to cost them to attend that college. As long as their family's financial situation remains relatively the same, it's reasonable to think that their cost will be about the same. They will, of course, have to reapply for financial aid based on updated tax return numbers, and some scholarships that were awarded initially may or may not be carried over to the next year. So this is something to think about, something to ask each college when looking into the financial feasibility of taking a gap year. So again, ask. One thing you mentioned earlier about during the gap year is it's a good opportunity for students to kind of explore their interests and find out something that they might enjoy or might not enjoy, which is a lot cheaper than finding out, you know, during when you're actually in college. So one of the ways a student might do that could be to take some sort of course at a local school or find something that earns them college credit. So I'm curious if that happens, can they actually apply that credit to Bucknell or other schools once they arrive and actually give themselves a little bit of a head start? This is a really good question. A student can usually submit these credits to be applied against their curriculum at the college to which they intend on attending. Again, this would be a critical question to ask your colleges of choice how they handle this. At Bucknell, as long as the student is not taking college coursework somewhere as a matriculated student, they could submit these credits to be considered for replacing a course here. We have a nifty chart on our website that lists the coursework that is accepted for credit. It really depends on the course, the major for which the student is applying, and if a similar course is offered here. If the student takes coursework at another college as a matriculated student, that is, as an enrolled student working towards a degree, and has taken more than 14 credits, this student is now considered a transfer student, not a first-year student. And this is an entirely different admissions process. Some students, in the interest of saving money, will take coursework at maybe a nearby community college as a matriculated student and take a full course load. And this is absolutely fine, but it definitely changes the student's status in terms of applying. And that would apply at Bucknell. If this is your plan or a derivative of this, please be sure to get all the information from the colleges where you're applying. And so the downside of being considered a transfer student in that respect is what exactly? It can be a more competitive process, and it's a completely different process. So, And it depends on the college where you're looking. But again, this would all be information that you really need to obtain before you do seek out credits and how many credits you're going to take. We oftentimes get those questions. I wondered too, Kristen, well, you mentioned kind of deferral and that it's possible to kind of save your spot there. In terms of competitive programs, is that something that could change depending on the school you're applying to or the program that you're applying to? Most definitely. Yes, most definitely. And we have no way of really calling that or predicting that because every year 
the pool changes, the applicant pool changes. So we just have no way of knowing that. So, and that would be a benefit again of paying your deposit and deferring and getting your gap year approved because then you are locked in there. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Switching gears just a little bit to kind of our present global situation. As we're recording this episode, we're in the midst of a global pandemic that continues to kind of disrupt people's plans for travel and internships, job opportunities, and even when they might apply and attend college. And so I'm curious, has COVID affected gap years and how colleges see them and how? Yeah. If a student intended on traveling internationally during their gap year, that's been severely limited. (laughs) Also, paid internships and on-the-job experiences have decreased dramatically. Paid work has also become very difficult to obtain for these students. I will say that colleges know that this is a difficult time for students, and most understand the limitations that a COVID world presents I know I speak for many of my colleagues at different colleges that we're all making accommodations and adjustments for those students deciding on a gap year that is really largely affected in some way by COVID. So we are being lenient, we're being reasonable, we're being understanding when considering a student taking a gap year. It's a great question. So we're just about out of time, but I, I'd love to end with a kind of a personal touch. You know, we've been talking at, about a lot of hypotheticals here, and it's been super fascinating. But I wonder, as an admissions counselor who gets to hear from these students through their applications, if you can think of a student who took a gap year and had a really successful experience and then came to Bucknell, since that's where we all work, and really excelled, is there something like that that comes to mind? I will admit that I don't know of anyone personally who has ended up at Bucknell, but I can tell you of two instances of students during the 1920 application cycle who decided to take gap years. One of those students had an opportunity to play in a symphonic band performing all over Europe, and so he delayed his college experience for a year. And another student I remember reading had the opportunity to compete in an Olympic qualifier for gymnastics. So she took a year off to prepare and do that. Awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of College Admissions Insider. Kristen, thanks so much for giving us plenty to think about when it comes to taking gap years or or not and heading right into college. It's been super helpful. You are so welcome. I would just reiterate, it's so important to make contact with the colleges to which you're applying and ask lots of questions. Admissions folks are more than happy to answer questions. That's what we're here for. It's important to gather all the information you can to make informed choices and to be confident of the protocols and procedures before you decide to take a gap year. Yeah, it's not like just dropping your application in the mailbox and just never seeing it again. There can be a a two-way conversation with the college admissions office, and they can really help you make the right decision. So thanks again, Kristen, and thanks so much to our listeners for being here. We literally couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. We'd love to help as many people as possible with this podcast. So please rate, subscribe, and share it with your friends. It really does help. If you happen to be listening on your web browser and you want to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, all you do is search College Admissions Insider, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and your other favorite podcasting app. As a subscriber, you're going to get a new episode each time it drops right in your feed. Speaking of new episodes, we will see you back here for another one in just two weeks. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on a future episode, email us at podcast at bucknell.edu. And finally, if you're interested in learning more about applying to Bucknell, head to bucknell.edu slash apply. Applications open August 1st. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.